This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is... Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. Uh, so right up on the top here, I want to say uh, that we just got back from CombatCon yeah. this week uh, and had a wonderful time, and I don't know... We have some people who listen who have been to Combat Con before, so they uh, they know. I don't know if we have anyone listening who will be listening that was at Combat Con this time or, or whatever. But uh, I have to say, I think we had a couple of really good classes and um, some students who seemed really in, uh, intrigued and um, taken by what we were presenting. And so I think next year we're really going to work to uh, a, let you guys, the listeners, know well in advance of what's happening and what we're going to be presenting and blah, 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 because I think it's a really um, awesome opportunity for, um, well, for us to meet you guys in a place that's kind of easy to get to and in a situation that's kind of readily available for everyone. Um, And for people going, it's a really awesome experience, like not just for us, like, you know, for you guys to come see us, but there are a lot of other things happening there. And also, it's in Las Vegas, and so that's really cool. So, um, expect some information on that as we move forward. Or if you, if it's something you think you want to know, you know, let us know, and we'll keep you abreast about what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some talking with the the people in charge of Combat Con and see if I can kind of maybe get a block of classes um, next Combat Con. And you know what Josh is saying, I think is really good. Is if you're interested in in, in how we talk about Aikido, um, it, it's a good place to kind of come, and and you have a year in advance now. And then I'll kind of teach a, a series of classes to kind of give you an overview of everything. And then also we can all just hang out because um, it because that's be fun. fun yeah. to hang yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's a it's a place. It, it's very accessible for that. Right. I feel like. Um, and I also feel like, you know, if, if you're into this podcast, you're probably, you, you'll probably get, have some fun at Combat Con. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of other stuff, like I said, besides what we do. Um, and there's a lot of other people there. And so you can also have a chance to maybe delve fingers if into If you want to geek things. out in martial arts, it is an say, excellent place to If you're so. a martial arts nerd, which you yeah. probably are, yep. then there are so many cool classes about all kinds of weird swords and other weapons as well as classes yeah Um, maya uh, took a high heel uh, martial art class so like it was you know there's cool stuff yeah there's all kinds of stuff and they also have like if you're into like writing about martial arts that was the origin of the the convention so they still have that stuff they have tournaments if you're into like hema they have hema tournaments um, they also have a bunch of vendors there that sell um, cool armor and swords and like other fun gear. Like they they raise money for charities. Like it, it's very cool. Um, and also like Las Vegas is really fun. So yeah. um, and and again, easy, like an easy accessible thing for most yeah. people. Most of their flights to Vegas and they uh, a lot of times are cheap rooms or not too terribly expensive if you go through Combat Con. So um, and we will do our best. I'm crossing fingers um, to make sure that we, you know, let you guys know about it. If if not every episode, every few episodes, <laughs> right? We'll right. try and keep because I don't want to, you know, this to be like a annoying, annoying. Yeah. Thing. But, but at it the is same really time, fun. we want people to know. So yeah, yeah. it should go. be fun. 
Also, uh, we're, we're leaving the air conditioner on today because it's hot. I'm going to try and get it out in post. But if there is this breathy noise you hear, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bear with us. It's really hot here. So we're, we're trying not to fry for the hour that we do this podcast. So Now, to the actual thing of it. The thing of it. The, the thing of the it. Thing. Um, so, Chris, you put this together last week or a couple weeks ago. I assume you've been working on it much longer than that, just knowing how you uh, work through things. Um, and it's really cool. I think it's a great kind of concept uh, in terms of taking elevating Aikido to the next level, whatever that level is. Um, and kind of lays it out really clearly, which I think is really awesome because so many times I think what happens is people, we all agree on, well, we can agree on some of the problems <laughs> that are, that plague the, the art. Um, and everyone loves to do that and pick at it and, you know, whatever. But no one has the, the path forward. No one talks about, okay, cool. What, cool. What do we do now? What do we do now? How do we, how do we, fi- how do we figure it? Um, and so, you know, this may not be everyone's cup of tea and some of them may think, well, it, it's stupid. This is not the way to, but at least it's putting something out there right. that then maybe we can all talk about and go, oh, is this, are these the things that need to happen? Um, anyway, so I'll just let you kind of walk through it and yeah, explain so, it, talk about it, whatever. So uh, I'm calling these the 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 keys to the Aikido Kingdom, and and uh, I, whatever it's a grandiose name, and I thought that was fun. But the idea here is that it's like I think there is this kingdom of Aikido, right? And, and, and I'm a little tongue in cheek there, but there is this concept of this great thing that could be Aikido, and all of us kind of would like to get into that great thing. And by that, I don't just mean that, like uh, you know, you, you're gonna have like super aikido skills or something but like there is a potential for a martial art that is really great right and that we could all participate in and it's the promise of aikido and and how do we get to it how do we get into that and and i think also this answers or puts forth uh, proposes an answer to the is aikido in crisis problem you know and and the and that's i mean on this podcast it's a foregone conclusion that yes aikido is in crisis duh and and then it's just how do we fix it but i think these keys offer um, a way to fix that. And and it's something that I've really only recently-ish um, started to be able to put real words to. Um, and then only very recently did I get all of them. And, and I've thought about them a bunch now. And so it's like, I think this is all there is. But these are things that I have really been working on forever personally. I just didn't have a way to name the concept. Mm-hmm. And they're things that I kind of had to discover as I went through mm-hmm. Aikido, you know. Um, and, and the, the problem is they all fit into each other. And so if you don't have one of these individual keys, you can't make sense of the other ones. Mm -hmm. And so they all like lock up in this way. That's like, if you don't get them all together, it's hard. It's like a puzzle. It's like the keys, like, uh, the one key unlocks the other key, unlocks the other key or Triforce and Zelda shit. Yeah. It's like a a safety deposit box and you have to have all five. Right. 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 right, To open it up. Right. You got it. You got it. (laughs) Safety deposit box is boring. Well, no, but right. Like, uh, and (laughs) that's what, I mean, it does sort of seem like, you know, as, as we're going through them in a second here, you'll see that there are some, you know, that maybe some people would think are more or less important, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, you have to have everything to get to that, to really be able to open up the the art to its fullest potential. It's like the or Infinity whatever. Stones. 
You gotta have them yeah. all. Yeah, gotta have them all. Gotta have them all. Right. Yeah, or, or like Pokemon's. You gotta, they gotta catch them all. Yeah, right. Them all. But but I think what Josh <laughs> just said is I don't know shit about Pokemon. <laughs> what Josh just said I think is really important, which is like I think different people have focused on one of these, right. and the problem is by just focusing on one of these, you can't. There's a lot of stuff you can't get at, right, and so right. you've got to be able to understand all five of these. And there's five of these keys. Um, so basically, the the keys as I outline them are. Historic context, modern context, systematic clarity, context-appropriate live training, and development of new students. And it's interesting because it, it, just as you're saying that and I'm thinking about it, it's like uh, I feel like uh, two of those five we sort of have a grasp on. Uh, who, two, do you mean, who do you mean two, by we? Uh, the the community okay. like you know uh two of them we don't even there's just no nothing you know uh-huh. live training and 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 building new students is just you know it doesn't exist um and so yeah what we were talking about like some of them i think people do look at historical context a lot or people you know but looking at them at all and then and then really understanding fitting those together right because you have like you you have to have them all so yeah we have a historical context but without the without putting that into live training or right yeah it seems like all of the the different aikido communities within the community that i have interacted with all are each kind of focusing on mostly one of those five. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the like one Aikido group that I'm part of is like a, that I like a discussion group um, is focused on the like you know martial like live training aspect, and that's like all the whole thing is about. Mm-hmm. Um, or another one that's about like um, how do we get new students? Like you know right. like how do we you know breathe new life into Aikido? And there's like a whole group that's just like you know how do you promote it to people? How do you get people interested and in, in, like keep the hype going and you know, yeah. I've seen other people that are just like all about like the history piece. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Um, and while there may be cr- like cr- cross sections of interest or certain people that like flow between these groups, it really seems like it's mostly like kind of faction factionated, you know. And that right. each group really right. thinks like this is the way that we're going to breathe life into Aikido, right. you know. And and they're all partially right. Yeah. I think. I think you have to be open to all of them, and and you know, it's like if you're just too involved in one, you just kind of crash and burn on the others. Like you know, Josh, you were saying like we don't have new student development, and I think that's true and false. Like I think it's true in the grand sense, where like if you compare it to like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or something, it's like no, there's, <laughs> there's no, no comparison. There's no new student development. But if you look at like the interests of these guys who are like into marketing and making Aikido look cool, and sure. So it's funny when you were saying this, um, I, see, and so I think we have to kind of go through each of these because when I hear student development, I am thinking about um, developing students. Yes. Like actually developing students who understand and know the martial art and will be able to transmit it to other people. And I think we're low. So even, right. so to me, like getting new students, having new people in the dojo is not cultivating news developing right and i mean i agree 100 percent. and that's what i mean about like the interlockedness of it because 
you can get people to come do Aikido, but they're not sticking around and they're not promoting the art right. and they're not learning it and they're not mastering it and they're not feeling the same way you feel about it. And so like, you know, while it's true that you're obsessed with that and you know, like the guy that I took over Aikido Fresno from, he had lots of like, I don't know, all the, like anti-bullying courses and all these kinds of things that are like, honestly, in lots of ways, I'm probably stupid for not taking more advantage right, of, but right. it's like these ways that you make money on your school you know and and right. new student development is a way you make money and so like that is a definitely a thing or historic in man people love to like read all the history of yoshiba and know like what he did at 4 30 in 1925 you know like i mean that's really important to some people but it's like because there's so much that's not that man in his life you're missing a lot of Aikido, you know? And, and I mean, I have directly seen people say, well, if Yuishiba didn't do it, it's not Aikido. And it's like that he was only around for a small fraction of what is Aikido right. existence. Right. And he's yeah. definitely not around now. So, no. right. <laughs> you know, that, so that makes it very difficult. Why don't you walk us through why you chose these five things and what you mean by each of these five titles? Okay. So um, historic context means you have to understand the context of how Aikido was originally put together historically. Now, where that ends, right, it definitely ends by the end of Yoshiba's life. So we're definitely ending somewhere by 1969. We're, we're ending that, um, that beginning historic context. But probably really before that, and we're probably starting to end that that time when uh, Kishimaro Yoshiba started to take over Aikido and started to, to be the dominant factor in in uh, at least Aikikai Aikido, right? Uh -huh. um, and so when that started happening, you know, so probably around the 40s or so, um, then a new a new thing comes in and and so that would be the modern context of aikido and that goes right up to the the present so you have to understand the historic context because you have to understand what he thought what he was interested in is there a reason that you chose that that time like you chose to break it that way in saying you know modern like that particular t time between modern and historic yeah. Um, and, and so a lot of it is there's a lot of things that we don't know about Morihei Ueshiba. Like a lot of things we don't know about the man. And um, one of those things is honestly what he legitimately thought his martial art was doing. And while he's done a lot of writing about it, well, he has done very little writing, actually. People have taken lectures he's talked in and there's radio interviews and stuff like that. Uh, and they've compiled them into books. And so there are things you can read on it. Um, it's it's really kind of confusing because the man was an interesting, anachronistic old guy. Um, and so not only did he live in a time we don't have and from a culture that the majority of people practicing Aikido are not from, meaning, you know, we're not from that. And if you want to be nitty gritty about the culture, even Japanese people, modern Japanese people are not from the culture that he right. was from, yeah. right? So like this pre-World War II culture was a different kind of Japanese person, right? And so there's a lot we don't understand, but it is important because that cast that's that's the foundation the nugget that the started essence. everything uh -huh. and so if you can't talk about that and understand basically the things that were happening there then you're really going to get lost in aikido right and so you have to have that and uh i'm assuming in this the context is uh probably slightly a more important word than the the history part of it does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. what like you're talking about. Providing context. What right. you're talking That's about right. Yes. right now to me seems like, oh, okay, we're talking about 
the the context and that's why the date is chosen in the way it right. is. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and once so see, I I think there's a very valid argument that a lot of really historical groups of Aikido people like to talk about, which is Kishimaro Yoshiba took Aikido in a different direction. Now, we could argue this all day, and I've spent a lot of time arguing this. Um, we could argue whether his son's ideas about Aikido were dramatically different or whether they were just an evolution of what the father thought or whether they were um, uh, identical, right? And so different people will tell you kind of different things. Um, I think it, it kind of doesn't matter in a way. Like, it doesn't matter in the sense that, like... They could have had completely contrasting ideas, but both of their ideas are still relevant. They could have exactly the same idea, but it's still important to understand where his son was focusing versus where the father was focusing. Um, and they could have one could be an evolution of the next, right? So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You just have to understand there are two distinctions there sure. and understand why those ideas would be kind of laid out the way they are. And to me, when we're talking about the historic context, we're talking about a guy who is very interested in the martial aspects of Aikido. Mm -hmm. And his son, in my opinion, is very interested in the social aspects of Aikido. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like I said, as I'm saying this, I can hear arguments from both sides sure. saying, well, the father was interested in social context or the son was interested in martial context. You know, I can right, hear these right. things. But in my opinion there's a difference between the two but we just have to understand that there was a difference and so that means we also can kind of give it permission that the way it was founded isn't the way it is now right, right, and right, that's right. okay right right, right. right. and right. having having a understanding that part of 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 setting these categories is what you're talking about which is like we have the conversation in that category to hash out whatever right. weird you got shit it. we might you got be. It. And so all of these things that we're bringing up right now are conversations that should be happening, but in that particular category of yes. the thing and not taking away from the other stuff, right. which is tends to be what happens, right? right? We spend right. all of our time looking at this part. And so we don't spend any time looking at the any of the other stuff that we should be doing. I again, think so. what you just said is a very astute and important observation, which is like, yes, those are valid discussions to have, but they are not the entirety of the thing we're doing. And I've talked with groups who say, well, if Morahi Yoshiba didn't do it, that's not part of Aikido. And it's like, well, that's clearly just bullshit. Because right. there's lots of things because that a man didn't do. <laughs> right, right. He might not have ne ever done Marote Dori, right? So, like, I mean, like, as yeah, basic yeah, and yeah, simple yeah. of a thing as that, it's like, right. I can't find him writing about Marote Dori. And so, like, maybe he did, but it certainly wasn't in the very beginning. And so, like, stuff like that's like, well, that's definitely part of Aikido. I think, and, and I think, you know, there are arguments that we can be made that, like, well, Aikido is whatever this person built it to be. But I think instead of viewing Aikido as a building say that's something right. that's just it was built this way and we must historically preserve it exactly as it was built i think we need to look at look at it more like um say um a family you know like that like the parents or let's say the grandparents who came to this country who immigrated in this first place they they had an origin right we, and to, for me to understand my grandparents and myself and where my family comes from i have to look back and right, i have to look right. at my grandparents and go where were they from why did they come to this country what were they doing why right. you know and then i have to understand the intermediary fee phase what my parents doing what did they get from their parents and and how did they change and then also what does that mean about me where am right. i going well, you know I what does my identity look like? And that's going to be really different from my grandparents and my parents, but it's important to be informed by that yes. stuff. Well, I Absolutely. think you can look at it, you know, if we're talking about building, it's a, a, a building. Um, and uh, if we're only looking at it as a building, it can never be a city. 
You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like it right. can never right. grow. Right. It can never be anything other than the foundation, the the, the four points on on that thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it it should be obvious to people that it has to grow beyond what that original person built. Otherwise, it can't be. It can't be anything. You know, it's just that building, and it will forever just be that building. And if that's what people want, cool. But the assumption that we have is that we're building, we are building upon that foundation, a city or you know something more than, yeah, what was there, right. you know, right? Yeah. So I think you, I think you need to for yourself, everyone for themselves needs to be clear that there is a historic context and there is a modern context and there's information shared between the two, but like that they're different things, and so having one of them doesn't. There's no reason to say that the other doesn't exist, mm-hmm. you know, like, and there are definitely people who will say like, well, you wish he was dead, whatever he did, who cares, fuck it, we're, we're putting double leg takedowns in Aikido, sure. you know, yeah, yeah. and then there are other people who are like, well, if the founder never did it, then it's not the awesome Aikido that, that I've heard about, and so it can't be Aikido, and both, neither of those is true, they're both keys, they're both in, uh, important keys, sure. yeah. um, and need to be understood. Yeah, I think, I don't know, the more that I'm thinking about this metaphor, I think it's helpful, at least for me, to understand Aikido as, like, a living, breathing thing. Because, like, if you think about your own identity and how you find out who you are as a person, you have to, like, a lot of people go through a phase where they go, oh, what's my culture? Like, let me find out, you know, what... um where my parents are from, what ethnicities they are, and, and where what countries they came from, or if they've lived here for a long time, and, like... That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to suddenly become like, oh, I find out I'm, you know, a 132nd Native American. That doesn't mean that I'm going to start, like, being a Native American person, like, because that's not really what I've grown up in. But it's it's interesting to know and go, huh, where did that part of my family right, come from? Right, right. And I would is like the, to understand that right. piece of myself. And, and is there anything that got passed down to me from that? And, and can I, you know, can I learn more about that? Or can right. I see how that informed the people that rebelled against that or said, no, I'm not Native American and I pushed that part of my identity away because I think that's also, you know, the counter, the counters back against who we are. You right, know what I mean? Right, and so right. like maybe Ueshiba was martial at one point and the people that he taught got that, but then later he rebelled against being so martial and so he decided to be more peaceful and the people that got that were different. You know what I mean? Like right. the, the back and forth exactly of it all, right. and, you know? And and room has to be made for both of those. Yeah. And, and if you don't have room for both of this, I think you'll miss the kingdom of Aikido. I mean, I right. just think I think it's a, it's a rich part that you have to understand. Okay. And then the next part is... Um, Systematic clarity. Now, this is uh, this is a uh, super. Uh, uh, anything else about modern con- content? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So you want me to talk about modern? Content? Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, just because th- those are kind of interlinked, right? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they're they're totally they're interlinked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when we start talking about modern context, I think the most important thing to understand about it is there is an Aikido zeitgeist, and that's w- that's mostly what I feel the modern context is. Now that got kicked off by Kishimoto Yoshiba, right? And so like. Um, and, and I'm not trying to to downplay any other style of Aikido, but what I'm saying is the Aikikai's version of Aikido is what promoted Aikido. And, right. and so I think what they were trying to do, what Aikido was trying to do, um, like as an organization, was kind of what Jigoro Kano did, which is like spread Aikido to the rest of the world and that will make it a profitable thing. And that was the thing to do at that time. And they saw what Kano did with Judo and they were kind of like, all right, we should do that with Aikido. And so the Aikikai pushed different instructors out. And it, this is post-World War II. And they're starting to spread this message of 
art of peace, art of harmony, art of like not attacking other people, non-resistance, you know, and and those things are rooted in stuff that Yoshiba said. Sure. Um, and but it but it's still becoming even more of its own thing, and and that that thing became the zeitgeist, the modern feeling, the new feeling of what Aikido is, and that's what informs people nowadays who think they might want to study Aikido. And so you have to understand what that is. So even if you think it's wrong, you have to understand what it is because that's what your students are going to be coming to you. Potential new students will Mm -hmm. be coming to you in mind is they'll think, oh, Aikido is like this and this and this. And you need to be able to address it and talk about that thing. And that's – and I think maybe we've done a podcast episode on this sort of talking about like what that zeitgeist is – and and you know how we should be talking about right right um because again that's the important thing like not only do we have to uh, like uh understand that these keys exist we have to be able to explain them talk about them live them have them use them so like it's not enough to just know that the key is there i got to figure out like well how does it go in the lock like you know what what is the key actually look like you know like that's exactly um, right so, yeah, that's an important thing, and I think that's a piece. And, again, once we know that there are all these keys, how do we how do we talk about it? What parts do we really need to work on? And this is one that I think, um, you know, we maybe need to spend some time on as a community to kind of really hone in some, hone in some things because I think right now especially there's a little bit of a turning point happening where things could go, you know, the zeitgeist could change. Right. Yeah, um, I was going to bring that up, and I didn't know if that was appropriate or not. Well, we can totally talk about um, that. But I, I do feel like, though I agree that the the like major zeitgeist of Aikido is this way of peace kind of thing, there is like a kind of a growing peace. And I don't know how much of this is just like young people who are interested in martial arts in general, but like this kind of group of people that want it to be really martial or really like self-defense oriented or really like dominant and like i think that that is a fair group of people and i don't know if that really it can be attributed to the i because i think a lot of people would say well yeah but the part of the zeitgeist is the like steven seagal kind of thing mm-hmm. um but i'm wondering like how do how do you piece through that like is that aikido or is that just young people and people that want to feel good about themselves and be you know confident yeah i mean i think you know uh, everyone has to piece through this for themselves like what what i'm holding these five keys up for is i'm not saying that like here are what they are beginning to end i'm going to write a chapter of a book on each one of these and if you memorize them then you'll have aikido what i'm saying is you're never going to get aikido as a whole if you don't understand each one of these pieces for yourself right now i can tell you what my answers are for myself lots of people aren't going to like them um but 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 i have them for myself and that's what's important and when when you look at chris fryan's approach to aikido this is what the approach is saying, right? And and I honestly believe a lot of the like, you know, I'm going to put quotes on it, martial stuff is immature ideas about what martial effectiveness is. And and so I think it's people who are generally limited what they want to learn and they don't understand that Aikido is kind of more than that. And I don't mean more in the sense of like the best thing ever, which is how we tend to interpret it, which is like a kid, but it is more than limited to 
grappling or more than limited to boxing or more than limited to swordplay or more than limited to, you know. And so I think if you want to get mastery in grappling, for example, you have to learn a grappling system and you're never going to get that from Aikido. Aikido is going to teach you about something that's before grappling, right? Uh -huh. And so like I think when, when you get these people who are really interested in quote unquote martial stuff, they're saying I personally want to feel like a tough guy. And I think that you're not ever going to get that from Aikido. Like you're never yeah. going to feel like a tough guy from doing Aikido. And so you need to do whatever work you need to do outside of Aikido to feel okay. But then once you feel okay, I don't, I, I, we were talking about this a little when we were in Las Vegas, but because I don't know how to say it, but once you kind of be okay, you can be okay with not being the toughest guy, then you can explore the answers that Aikido offer you. And, mm -hmm. and so why I'm, I'm just saying this, this gets confusing really fast because I'm only speaking from my own view of right. that. Yeah. And so when you're asking, does the modern zeitgeist change? Well, yes, of course it changes if enough people get behind another idea. How many people are behind that idea? I think. If anyone has ever heard the word Aikido, like I, I'm, I'm saying like a, a person not in the Aikido community has heard the word Aikido, the zeitgeist of Aikido as a peaceful martial art is still the absolute dominant one. Now, right. as we get into Aikido, the, the school you study at has the most dominant zeitgeist. So if you study at one of these martial Aikido schools, then that is what you think the zeitgeist is morphing into. But I don't think it is because I think your new students don't know that special thing yet. And so right. they have to be indoctrinated into that right. thing. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I mean, I think, again, so I think that we're at a, a, a possible crossroads just in terms of how people are looking at martial arts um, where the zeitgeist could change. Well, either the zeitgeist could change or Aikido could disappear. Those are what I think that that's the crossroads that we're sort of at. Um, and But I still think what Chris is saying is right, where it's like, for the majority of the people, when you say Aikido, what they have in their mind is the flowing, beautiful, peaceful, not grappling, kicking, hitting art. Like, yeah. most people, you go Aikido, they're not thinking, I'm going to round kick. Yeah. They think, I'm going to do some beautiful throw, or I'm going to use their energy against them. Or any of those sorts of things. Right. That's my take on it. And maybe I don't talk to enough people. Um, yeah, but. I mean, I, 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 that's why I kind of said, I don't know if this is the right time for me to ask this question. Because I was specifically asking your opinion of what the zeitgeist is and, and how you respond to that specific piece of it. Um, but I understand that, like, in general, this is these are thought problems for whoever right. is looking yes, at it. That's so, right. yes. That's right. If you're going to create a, a complete way to to express Aikido, it has to have that key. Right. Like and you, you don't have to, have to agree with us. No, you don't have to agree with our opinions or whatever That's of right. that. But right. but I was curious about your opinion. Yeah. And thinking about it right now, like, so the zeitgeist sounds to me like it's what the general public thinks of Aikido. Um, but I, I think it might also be interesting, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, if this isn't part of the zeitgeist, but like, it seems like there's what the out external community thinks of Aikido and then mm -hmm. there's what the internal community mm -hmm. thinks of Aikido mm -hmm. and like it might be also to point to the zeitgeist looking at the the people who have stuck around for the longest what they feel they've gotten out mm -hmm. of Aikido and I feel like there are some people but like there are the people that are that feel that Aikido 
has done for them what it said it was going to do i mm-hmm. think those are the people that are that do think it's a peaceful martial mm-hmm. art because if you look at people that seem to think that it's um about fighting or dominating or whatever a lot of them tend to seem disgruntled yes it's and odd they, they that tend- that would work that. <laughs> that's, that's and so I, I wonder if that's another place that you could look to see what the zeitge like if the zeitgeist is paying off or right. not. I, right. And I understand why you're asking the question. And I think I, I totally get the current filter you're seeing the question through, which uh-huh. is you have in the last several years mm-hmm. become very interested in learning about different Aikido styles. Yeah. And so you you see that there's not a homogenous way that Aikido is being presented. Right. And because you're seeing that it's not presented homogeneously, you're like, well, isn't it fair to say that this group of people think that Aikido is this and to them it is and they do Aikido. So that's fair. That's the zeitgeist. And these people say this and these people say this and and you're right. But but what you're what you're getting at right now is what I feel the truth of the matter is. What did you think it was when you started studying it? And if you got something better than what you thought it was going to be while studying it, then you wouldn't be disgruntled. But if you didn't get what you thought it was going to be and you didn't get anything else, then you're really disgruntled with Aikido. You know, mm-hmm. Does this make sense what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh-huh. So you have to look at the beginning informed person and say, what do they think Aikido? Why did they go knock on the door of Aikido in the first place? Uh-huh. And when they knocked on that door, what did they expect to get? Were they offered something better than they expected or were they not even offered what they were expecting? Right. And mm-hmm. I think now we're not offering what they were expecting and we're not offering anything better. And so most people are disgruntled. Right. Yeah. So I, does that lead us to the next? The I next. Know, yeah, I mean, I think that's you know, I think that's fine. I, my. Yeah, I think that, you know, uh, we're assuming in this that, um, the modern context, uh, you know, runs back to that that point, um, and continues to this day, right? Um, and so you know. I think being open to the idea that it it could change, right, right, as as people are, uh, and again, it, it's one of those things where it's like, look, this is why we need what we're doing now, which is like, we have to be able to talk about it, right. and we have to be able to suss it all out, right. If a huge change happened, and I don't think the huge change could happen without first having the five keys that I'm talking about now, we would develop a sixth key. And, and right, what right, I mean right, is right. the huge change would be like we have a new zeitgeist completely right, right. different than anything before, and then we'd have to have a historic Aikido, postmodern or a pre-modern Pre- Aikido, right, and, and modern Aikido, right? Or, I or, see modern, or modern and postmodern, or however you want to yeah. say. Yeah, exactly right. Right. But we don't have that now because Aikido stopped developing in the 1990s, and I would argue Aikido stopped developing in the 1960s, 60s, right. and we just lived off of that through the 1990s. Interesting. Okay. All right. So yes. Yeah. Now I feel good about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, mean what, I mean, we can talk about it, however, like, no, I'm totally yeah. cool with, um, but but one thing I do want to say, especially before we get into the next system, which I'm going to be highly biased about, and I love, uh, I get constant criticisms about my bias, um, but my bias are because I'm my, me. Um, but what I do want to say about this, uh, before we get into it, is I think these five keys are absolutely essential to everyone studying Aikido, and I think they do. It doesn't matter what your opinions are on them as long as they're lucid and clear, right? Like, you know, you can explain them 
and you understand them very, very clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you can do that, then you're golden. And we, we can get Aikido out of a crisis and go forward into the world with Aikido. Um, but if you can't do those, that's what you should be working on before you're trying to promote Aikido. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and presumably this applies to any martial art. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is also true. Like, it might look a little different because maybe it's historic in the modern context. And there might be another right. piece in there or something. But everything would have to have it. And I thought about these five keys and previous um, exponents of Aikido, right? So I thought about uh, Mochizuki. And it's like, ah, Mochizuki, what were his ideas? And I was like, oh, Mochizuki kind of had all five keys. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so like that, that in my opinion, is a really realized, actualized system, you know? And, and Mochizuki's system of Aikido never got super popular, but I still think that he had a really right. actualized... He, he had the all the keys. Right. And, and so regardless of what ended up with them, he had them and he could go... That's right. right. That's right. Yeah, I guess this is not a word we want to use, but complete, like specifically like a like a holistic kind of view or approach to Aikido, keeping in 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 mind all of those things. Right, right, yeah, and 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 like you said, it could be for any martial art or probably for anything. CrossFit's probably sure, got yeah, the yeah, same yeah. same basic keys, right? And like this one's custom, like the what I'm talking about right now is custom built for Aikido because that's what I'm thinking about. But I would imagine these are kind of the rules of any systematic mm-hmm. thing that goes forward, right, in the world, right. Yeah, to understand like where the thing's been and where it's going and and what what it the is thing is and yeah. what it is yeah yeah you got to have all those things. Um, okay, so next we have uh, systematic clarity. So you have to understand what the context of your 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 thing is, your system is, and in Aikido we need to divide that into at least two big chunks. One is the old old ideas of Aikido, and one is the modern ideas of Aikido. And once you understand those, you have to understand how your system is answering that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so how does my system do that? How does my system, um, if you're into like the idea of uh, using their force against them, how does it direct systematically answer that question? Mm-hmm. If you're into it being the super toughest guy grappling system, then you have to be able to say, how does systematically it answer that context, right? I see. So so for, for the first key one is... What were the what were the people who made it thinking? What mm-hmm. was on their mind? Mm-hmm. What was the context? Mm-hmm. And then step two, the, the the zeitgeist is what what promises are we making? Right. And then yes. step three is okay. What are we delivering? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do we? How does it do that? How does it do that? How do we deliver that? Yeah. And uh, I mean, I honestly, so I think I, I think I jumped in like when like I've thought about myself and like how I learn these things because you know like I've gotten different bits at different times and like completely changed my focus on what I was working on because I realized another one of these keys was out there and I had to go after mm-hmm. it you know and so like I kind of jumped in thinking oh I just need systematic clarity that's mm-hmm. it right. but while like, getting, this is all I need to solve I can yeah if I have systematic clarity I'm and I worked on systematic clarity for a long time before realizing that if I didn't get historic context right. you could not figure it out i couldn't figure right. it out so right? you, keep, you kept hitting the ceiling and we're like well the, it, it something's broken that's right right I had to go until, down another rabbit until hole. you realized oh it's because i don't understand the context that's right hit the context and then suddenly the other piece opened up right so suddenly now that key works right 
and you can go to the right, next week. Right, right, yeah. right. And, you know, it, it bounces around. It wasn't very linear because I think I went after systematic clarity. And then while I was working on that, I realized that um, context-appropriate live training was what I needed. And then I couldn't I couldn't, couldn't, get, couldn't yeah, build it. Get, I couldn't yeah. make that until I started to understand historic context. Right. Then once I kind of understood historic context, I went back to live training and systematic clarity. And I worked on those together. And then I said, oh, shit, there's modern context. Right, right, and I right, had to go right. back to modern context so third, and understand right. modern context. And then that kind of gave me everything, which is, you know, right now I'm on my fifth key. Like, I feel like I'm working on, but uh, this is an aside. We can talk about this later. Sorry. Right. No, no, uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. I think it's like we are linking them together as we go. Right. Um, but systematic clarity, you have to be clear as to how your system is doing that. And so like for any one of these people, like this is my biggest bone to, bone to pick with people generally is when they say, I could just about peace. Okay. Can you show how? me systematically right. how it's about peace? It. Right. And, and they always get to a part where they're like, peace, 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 peace. And then we punch them in the face. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, like that's how it is. I mean, really, they could yeah, go down yeah, a whole yeah. system, you know, oh, we use their force against them, blah, 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 to rip their arm off or whatever. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a lot of times I feel like this is where – and one of the things that this is good for – which is what you were just describing is if you're really thinking about it and putting them together, it will uh, highlight the problems that you have. It right. will highlight the things that you don't know. It will it will showcase the um, inconsistencies yes. that you have, and yes. and so that's one of them. Like um, if you are not if you don't understand systematically how it works, it will become very clear. Yes, you know, absolutely if, if, it will. If you are true to the context. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, systematically, like like I'm saying, you know, I had to dive into historic context. I had to dive into modern context because it's not until I really dove into those that I could see what fully – why pieces of the system existed, right? Because there were – for example, Dodori, I had a long period of time, and it seems stupid right. now, of where not I was like, what's Dodori? Yeah, what yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. the fuck's so, it about, right? And, like, I could do the stuff that was presented in the system, and I knew what it was. But you didn't know and, why. Yeah, but I didn't know why. Right. And, I was and like, just because you can do it doesn't mean and you I, know why. It's funny because I remember uh, that in that – I remember suddenly we were doing Dodori all the uh -huh. time, <laughs> right? And it was only after we had destroyed the heck out of all of the Taedori and all of the sort of arm grappling stuff. Right. Um, and then suddenly it was like there was this new thing, and it was because we were doing live training, and you kept getting grabbed. Yep. And you kept getting stagnated. Yep. Well, something's wrong. Yep. Um, and then, you know, and then you were able to put it back together and go, oh, okay, now I understand why this. Right. And I think that's another thing, if you really go through this, that way you can see things like that with like you know you can ask yourself a question okay we have this whole system of techniques how does that benefit the context right and if you can't explain that there's something wrong, wrong there you're either you're something. like you know and so you really have to work and work and work and i mean that's a difficult thing um and it's probably something that like not everyone is going to do but as instructors especially, but as yes. people who are interested in moving the art forward, even if you're a student, but if, if you are interested in moving the art forward for yourself or, or in a grant, you have to be able to do this. Yes. You, or you have to be willing to make th those kind of questions and jumps. And, yes. um, and they're going to be dumb and they're going to be, you know, hard for you. And there's going to be times where you're like, oh, I don't, I don't, is, is this worth <laughs> Right, you know? like, right, right. Uh, I don't know, but, um. So, have we talked about, I mean, so we have had a podcast about what is a system, but have we talked about, like, a, the way someone could go about even 
figuring out this uh, systematic thing? I mean, uh, I mean, I would guess that there's a faster way, but I think probably the most. <laughs> I hope there's a faster way. <laughs> well, but I mean, I, I think I, what I'm gonna say is pro- is what you did, which is just like you start with questions. You just start asking questions and and realistically try and answer them and go like and and hunt down answers and go like, well, but if we're a peaceful martial art, then why are we doing X? Right. And then go, oh, okay, well, it seems like the original reason maybe that people did X was because of this. Well, but now that makes me question the zeitgeist or is there a piece of the zeitgeist that I wasn't looking at? Okay, yes. well, maybe I need to add something else to the zeitgeist because I, I do find that people do think this and then I need to go back to whatever, you know, so it's like you kind of have to chase down the pieces and then, you know, I think this is exactly what you did and it probably takes a lot of fucking time, but like that's the only way I think that you're going to get your questions answered if you yeah. want to answer them for yourself. Right, for yourself, and that's the important thing. And I think yeah. also understanding the uh, the syllabus, like understanding what's in the system, I think uh-huh. is a good start. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I would, I like I so. said, I still think, <laughs> as simple as that is, what's in your syllabus, I think most people would have a hard time sitting down and writing out their syllabus. Yeah. And like, if you can't do that, you have zero systematic clarity. I mean, because you, yeah. you don't know what's you in your system. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. and you know, yeah. for Aikido, that's really tough because a lot of people, the the system comes from the forms, and the forms are dense. And if you haven't taken those forms apart, there's stuff, there's things in there that you will miss. And I know oh, yes. this because I, I know it for myself because I learned forms, I learned a lot of things through the forms, and now going back um, and having ha- having them taken apart and refed to me. There's stuff that I cannot do. Like, I, I just don't – it's not computing, and it's because I learned it in the form and not in its, like, original content. Right. Whatever, yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. yeah, 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 yeah. So, I get it. That's going to be a tough one for people, um, yes. especially if all you – if your forms really form, form, form heavy, there's a lot of things in there that you might not even – you may not even recognize as important to your contract, right. but I mean, they, they are. I've seen fair amount of videos in recent times that'll say like, hey, Aikido needs this from this Filipino martial art. And I look at it and I'm like, well, Aikido has, has that, that right. from that. You know, like I can point to several forms that has that very thing. And like, whether you realize it or not, it exists. You know, I watched this thing about this Aikido guy. And he was talking to a Krav Maga guy and the Krav Maga guy showed him the Aikido direct Yoko Manuchi entry. And the Aikido guy said, well, that's awesome. Krav Maga's really got something there. Right. And, I was and all, you're like, it's wait in a your right, fucking right, martial right. arts system. That's a thing that I, I do believe happens a lot. I mean, that I do, just made my right. jaw fucking drop. Like, like that's a real, real thing, though. It's real. Hey, man, I thought Aikido had no leg defenses for Joe. I mean, right. how myopic right. can you be? And I had to actually go through and teach myself again what they all were because I did them yeah. in the forms. So I'd have to go through the form and go, oh, there's a leg defense. Okay, that's a way we defend the leg. Right? Like, right. Right. Because when you learn them as a form, you don't realize everything that's in there. You're just memorizing it. And so you have a hard time telling what's a position or a technique and what's a transition to a position right. or a technique. Right. Yeah. And especially if, like, if you don't even understand – well, so if you can't – if you don't know the con- like the context, blah, blah, you don't know what you're doing, then it, then it becomes almost impossible, you know, right. because then you don't even know, like – there's positions and there's uh, transitions, but if I don't know where what I want out of the thing, how do I know if that's how do I even begin to understand if that's a position or a transition? Right, you know. Yeah. So that becomes yeah. So I think that's the one 
that this this category of it is one that needs a lot of work for every everybody yeah e- even us even us now you know um and and you know you're saying that you're to that fifth that fifth key um and i do think that you have this figured out um but putting it into like putting it into people i think is is yeah a, yeah yeah i mean I'm, I'm really pleased with my personal systematic clarity and like i feel like i could systematically explain aikido without beyond a shadow of a doubt to anyone who wanted to listen to me talk about it um but there is a refinement that will have to happen, you yeah, know, and so yeah, a yeah. lot of people like they want to talk about the refinement before they're even understanding what the the foundation of the that is, you know. Yeah, And I think, too, like, you know, it, if you overwhelm yourself, because like, of course, if you if you're kind of not sure about the systematic the systematic approach to Aikido, that you, what Aikido is, mm-hmm. you have a list of questions and some of them are big questions and some of them are small questions and you can get stuck on a big question. And if you haven't gotten the other pieces yet, of course, you're not going to answer that question. And that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, And you can look back at that and go, well, of course, I wasn't going to get that yet because I didn't discover this right. piece yet. That's exactly right. But like, if you let those big questions stump you and go, well, I guess like, you know, shit, or I guess that we need to bring these other pieces from outside, then you, you, you're you muddling, you know, it's like, if we're taking the house metaphor, you know, you're redecorating a house and you you come to a difficult place and you're like, well, I guess I'll just paint over this whole thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to restore it. So I guess I'll just paint right over it. And it's it's like, it, had you left it for a second, maybe mm-hmm. you would have learned enough about your remodel to realize that like, that actually is a really cool, you know, design that you're painting over that you missed, you know? But like, it requires kind of this sort of non-linear approach because yeah. you have to kind of get all these different pieces at different times and set stuff aside, come back to stuff, relook at it, you know, constantly see it with new eyes. And I think it take, that takes time. I feel like for me personally, the more I understand Aikido, the more I'm like, oh no, all that shit should be in there. Like all the stuff I originally learned is great. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, really good mm-hmm. stuff. I just didn't understand why it was there, you know? Right. And so had I, had I, you know, a lot of times with people are like, we need to add double legs. It's like, well, that would be a huge giant mistake. And they can't understand why adding that would be a mistake. And they're like, double legs are good. And I'm like, they are for a grappling system. They're a right, great right. thing to learn to do, right? Yeah. But for Aikido, they are not a good thing and they can't understand why it might not be you know because they right. don't have systematic clarity right and they look over there like it's like you know a kid looking at another kid's play and going hey i like what he has can i have some of that like i want that but you're allergic to peanuts bruce right yes you're allergic to peanuts you don't get to have peanut butter cups. you can't have those <laughs> <laughs> systematic clarity what's the next one uh context appropriate live training oh yeah what time are we at? Just to uh, so we're at forty nine minutes. Oh so, boy! So we could wrap this guy up, and we could have a, another episode. We could live on a cliffhanger. So here's why I would say maybe do that. Okay. I feel like the next two are going to be pieces, big. They're going to be big. They're going to be big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think and that's true. It, like that's where the real some to me anyway the real heart of this kind of lives. And, and also I feel like uh, we've done a lot that I think probably will take people some time to kind of process through uh uh-huh. um so it might be nice to just end here and then we can yeah. pick it up and i mean if you guys want to hit us with a bunch of questions like if there's a bunch of stuff that's not made clear um you can hit us with the questions for the next one and we sure. can answer those questions yeah, yeah. before we go into the next one but and oh, we yeah. we kind of talked about this a little before we started today because um i i we have no idea how long each one of these right, things right, is going to be right. so we're just going to kind of talk about it and and we'll probably wrap yeah. it up in the next one to be my guess but we might but not we also, might not, so. <laughs> we might not it might be one of those yeah. where um, where we just hit because I think 
but there was a lot of good a lot of good stuff in this that i hope people uh take out of it um i think there's just so many points to kind of get hung up on i think the thing i might just said a minute ago was really really smart which is like if you're if you just go at it and you're like well i gotta fix that and that doesn't work good you know like why doesn't aikido have kicks could be something you know and 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 like you can't realize why it is so then you just go well then we're gonna add kicks it's like well there could be lots of good reasons and if you sit with it a little longer those reasons might Might become become obvious you know and and i mean there's or if you come from and so this this is what i think you did and correct me if i'm wrong but there's a why aikido doesn't have kicks Instead of, like, just thinking about it and going, like, well, I can't understand why they don't have kicks, so I guess we just add it, you come from the assumption that it doesn't have kicks for a reason. Right. Now, I am not smarter than the person who put the system together, so until I figure out why it doesn't have kicks, I am incorrect. It's my lack of knowledge. That's right. That's right. Um, And there might be a time where you get to the point and, and, you know— you realize, well, I just have to give up. I can't figure it out. Then you should go like, well, then whatever I'm doing now isn't going to be Aikido because right. there's it a reason a that this thing. person didn't put that in there. You right. Know? So. I mean, I feel like as time's going on and I feel very lucky for this, Aikido has consistently vindicated itself for me. Right. I right. haven't like looked into something should, deeply. Right? Like, yeah. It should. Yeah. That is, yeah. if it's a, if it's true to what I think it is, like then it should. And so I have many times had to had to change my mind about what I thought it was because I was like, uh, it's so clear that if I keep thinking that, it's just not Aikido right. that it's I'm thinking just, about. Right. Like you know, for a long time it was arm grappling. Sure, that's what I thought um, it was for years. And then there. There was a point where it was like, oh, but that doesn't work when That's there's right. three people That's who are right. grabbing you. That's right. Blah, blah, blah. So it has to be something more. But instead of going like, uh, well, I'm just going to change it to make it what I want. It's like, okay, how do I get to that back to where it all pieces together? That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Let's thank our patrons. It was lyrical. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you should uh, make up a song for the... Oh. I should do so many things <laughs> <laughs> that I'm just not going to, I'm not going to. Sure words have never been spoken. <laughs> I'm not going to go with it. I'm just, no, you do not get a song from me, patrons. I apologize. <laughs> when we were doing the uh, kids, um, we were doing Zoom classes with the kids. Josh made up. Uh, oh, I did have the little. Uh, martial arts. Martial arts story, story time. time. <laughs> I did. I stole that from Wayne's World. So but it, wasn't it was like good. Big, the kids loved yeah, it. Yeah. 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 That I could probably do. Let me think about that a little. I could come up with Who like else a quick, could I steal from? Quick jingle. For <laughs> quick jingle. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be original. Just yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not popular enough to get a cease and desist. <laughs> That's exactly right. Sometimes I forget about that and I'm like, I should just be putting in all kinds of fucking music, whatever I yeah. want, because no one's going to. No well, also, technically, isn't it a, pa- it a parody that you can't well, get a cease true. and desist yeah. for? So. Yeah. But if you put stuff up, it depends a lot of times. Like, I think uh, YouTube and some other ones are worse where, uh, you know, they'll just – they have uh, some AI system yeah, just that just goes through it. And they'll yeah. just, you know, kick you and, you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anything that's original, like a tiny clip will go yeah, yeah. off the internet forever. Okay. Uh, thank you so much to Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, The Dirt Wasp Podcast, Chris Productor, Protector of Ducks Comouth, Tip of the Week, Cows. <laughs> why not why yeah why not, why not? <laughs> bonus I, tip of the week hold on do you think that's a cow tipping joke oh. i thought i that's in my mind i'm like fuck yes it is i don't know if it i'm is. pretty sure that is okay anyway i mean that sounds on. right that, that fits 
Uh, bonus tip of the week comes from Shiota Sensei. Be like a goldfish, never retreating, moving side to side, and always with a forward intent. <laughs> we still don't know. Why not? I, I love that none of us did our homework on that. Uh, Brad V. Yarrow, 10 tame tadpoles tucked tightly together in a thin, tall tin. Madrona. El Terrible, Brooke Ferragamo. Oh my god. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Okay, Ben Trinitrotulene Aldrich. So it's T and T. Yes, yeah, I, I literally, a, uh, I literally pulled up the message he sent, and then I had it, and I looked at it, and then I looked back at the patron T thing, and I was like, oh shit, can't say it, gotta go back. TNT. TNT. He's ready to explode. Dynamite. Um, Tommy Siff, Francis Cordon, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sentient Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sullivan, Michael Heed, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Aceto, Matt Mumford, Matt Riley, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. That's great. Awesome. Um, so I would, if, if anyone's listening, uh, patrons or anyone else, and uh, you are uh, interested, again, in possibly coming out to Vegas next year for their next it's the 10th anniversary of Combat Con by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. One. Um yeah, hopefully by next year COVID will not be a thing anymore. Um at yeah. least, at least right. in the magnitude right, 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 that it right, currently right. is. Right. So hopefully people can travel a little easier and all that good stuff. Anyway, so if you are interested, let us know so that we can, you know, uh make sure that you get the information you need, you know, we can make sure that you can we can send you links to Combat Con so you can get their updates or whatever. We'll we'll figure it out, but um, okay. Yeah. Tip of the week. Tip of the week. Um, so this is more of like a little story, but like it was very fun a and exciting. Story of the week. Um, so on Monday, <laughs> um, on Monday we had class and we had kids class before we had regular class and uh, Sensei ripped his pants in, <laughs> um, in kids class. Um, That's it. That's good. That's yeah. That was hilarious. Good story. Um, no, so he had to leave. So uh, we were waiting, waiting around and the kids were playing while we were waiting to start the other class. And the kids wanted to use the area that we were in uh, to play some tag. And so they started playing tag and they asked me if I wanted to play with them. And so I played tag with them. And we eventually kind of evolved the tag game into an Aikido-like thing. And it was really fun to just turn... So so we started playing tag, just regular old tag. And then the, the kids were like, hey, what if all three of us got Sensei Maya? And, and I was like, sure, let's try it. I'll let me try my Aikido. And so I started moving around. And it was difficult because they could just tag me. And it right. was like, you know, right, one hand. tag your finger. Right, yeah. One hand was all they needed. So then I was like, all right, uh, how about – and then we would take turns. And the kids were getting tagged immediately because it was really difficult no for them idea. to manage multiple attackers. <laughs> right. So then I was like, Little okay, okay, how about this? Um, how about uh, How about you have to – hold them for a cut like two seconds or something and so then we did that and it just kind of evolved into a very like aikido like thing and they uh, the kids were starting to kind of use some of their footwork some of their suppression you know they haven't really gotten into multiple tackers yet so they didn't have good ideas for that yet but it was really fun and it was fun for me too because i was like oh these are you know these kids are fast and don't get tired very oh, yeah. easily and so they're great attackers for me and um and it they're was squirmy awesome. they're weird and yeah squirmy. yeah and so it was awesome to get kind of get chased around and, and, and you know, dodge the kids and, and juke. They're so easy to juke. <laughs> um, and uh, it was fun because we were doing, you know, an Aikido-like thing. So, uh -huh. like, you know, maybe instead of uh, kind of starting at Aikido, start at tag and work towards a more um, multiple attacker, 
um, you know, more physical thing, you know, more than just a tap, you know, go mm-hmm. to a grab on the arm or it has to be grabbed on the body or mm-hmm. has to be held for a certain amount of time or whatever. Um, and, you know, kind of tweak it as, as the participants need. Um, but it was fun like that. And, and it was maybe an easier, more accessible way for people to kind of practice a live ish. Yeah. Aikido. And a so. real easy one is just tag, except for I can keep your hands from touching me. Right, 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 yeah, right, yeah. That right. was Josh. We did that too. He suggested you know, us to try. I that, think that's that a, a very easy one. Oh, yeah. You got to tag me, but I can keep your hand. You know, yeah. Hands don't count. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It was jo- Josh suggested. Yeah. yeah. You have to tag their body, not their arms right. or hands. Right. And and right. yeah, it, it was cool. So um, that's a, kind of a tip, but try that if you have kids around, especially. It might be fun to try. Yeah. So. Yeah, kids are probably better than adults. Get weird with games sometimes. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> kids do, but adults do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. not me. Yeah, no, definitely. Nah, I'm, not, I'm ready to def- party. Definitely yeah. not me. Um, all right, cool. Well, we'll um, be back. We'll do we'll our uh, second part of this thing. Yep. So if you have questions on either what we talked about uh, this time or, or whatever, let us know. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>